you know, in a way I feel like there's a touchstone for this yarn and, and perhaps unsurprisingly because it wasn't lost on me that you said in the book you think about this at least once a day and it was the footage you once saw of the Andaman oh. Islanders. Yeah, man. Can you describe that? Yeah. I just, thanks, man. No one's ever asked me about that. You know, thank you. You bet. Um, I just, ah, you know that feedback, physiological feedback again. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling I can't it even too. see the screen now. My, my eyes have yep. teared up. It's, it's that, it's that much of a longing, you know? Yeah. Um, just, and I've never been able to find it again. I've, I've, I've spent so many hundreds of hours really? looking for that. And I can't find it. But, um, you know, it was a long time ago. I saw it, but it was those two. It was those, it was the dignity and agency and, um, just, just unfathomable intelligence that was just, I mean, their eyes were burning with it. They, they just glowed. It was a man and woman side by side, <clears throat> equally muscled, you know, and they were side by side walking to, towards the camera. Like what? <laughs> what do you want? And they looked right into that camera and it just went through me. And yeah, it's every day I think about it. <clears throat> and I've mentioned it to people before and they've gone, hmm. I, that wasn't lost on me either. But yeah, thank you. But it's, it's such a, it's just, it's the best and worst thing I've ever seen. You know, it ruined my life seeing that because this is, that's something that, you know, for us to return to that level of super, I mean, they were superheroes. You drop them in a city, they'd be superheroes. Mm. The physical things that they would do, yes, superheroes, but their mental, their cognitive powers that was clearly there. <clears throat> but just their relational dynamic, those two together, oh, my God, you know, superhuman. And it just, and like I said, it, it was like being a Labrador seeing two dingoes. Yeah. I curl up under the couch just whining with my tail between my legs, you know, and I've been there ever since <laughs> my tail's still between my legs from that encounter. And that was just a shadow of an echo of something from decades ago. And I don't know, but it's still in us. It's, it's there. Yeah. See, and, I, and the, but that's the worst part. I look in myself and find all those shattered fragments mm. of that same pattern. You know, I look in my culture, my language and, and what's there of that? I look at the community and what is so startlingly present there that reflects that, the parts of myself, the things I do. But then the way that is so fragmented and out of balance and, and just wrong, and there's these frustration signals just zapping across between those fragments, and there's conflicts and there's disagreements and there's contradictions, and it's not coming together. And there's just these moments... You know, I see my niece, like some fella slaps the other niece. So, you know, my niece who's the best fighter in town, she goes hmm. around at their house and she calls out the six best men fighters there in that house. You know, and it's like, well, no, you're not good enough. Call your cousin from over there. He can come in. I want the best fighters. All right, you all here from this family? 
All right, let's go. And this one girl beats the shit out of all of them. <laughs> and and I just I have this just surge of um, empowerment and, and joy. And you know you, you see those flashes of just brilliance, exceptional something. And but then you also just see it in the quiet spaces in between things and just that the fierce nurturance of. Of, of grandmother and granddaughter happening quietly over there in a corner, showing her something. And you have the same response to it because it's, it's, yeah. it's complete, you know, it's complete, but it's, it's so disrupted as well. Anyway, I'm not expressing this very well because no one's ever asked me about it before. And I haven't, <laughs> I haven't thought it through. It's just something that I've met. All the better, man. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's just doing its work on me, but yeah. I, I just, I know that, that we're more than this. Like I just know it. And most people just know. It. Yeah. And there's, there's probably, a, you know, there's a thousand scientific studies that would back that. And there's even more that would, that would just l laugh at it. You know, no, this is, we're better now than we've ever been. Mm. Um, but I know that's not true. I know it's not true. And I feel just so many people feeling the same thing, just like a grief. You know, we've lost something. Yes. Yep. I, I don't think that's... Um marginal anymore i mean even yeah it's sort of wherever i go that that it's they are questions of meaning and and worth ev everywhere yeah well there's a crisis of meaning now that everybody accepts every side of politics there's nobody i've seen refute this concept of a crisis of meaning so basically in, in removing people from the land, yeah. the state and economy had to provide the things that the land provided for people for free before. And so they provided them haphazardly. But the idea was that if you traded a third of your life, if you sold us, you sell us a third of your life and you do this soul destroying labor, then you will have access to the things that the land used to give to you when society is not a thing that's separate from land or nature, the other thing provided by the land is meaning. So that's another thing that the state and economic system, you know, business marketplace, whatever institutions that were provided to give us meaning. And outside of that, there's still the church. So you have a number of institutions, you know, all these institutions are supposed to provide meaning. And anyway, as the civilization has has commenced its its fall uh, all of those institutions have been revealed to be corrupt nobody can trust them anymore you can't trust the church with your kids all of the institutions that were put in place to provide meaning to us once we're removed from the land they're all gone so now there's a crisis of meaning what are we going to do i know i know what i'm going to do i'm just going to go for a piss bro so i'll be back <laughs> Uh, well, mate, give us the little story about the piece of music that's been significant to you. Ah, okay. So that's um, that Timeless Land by Yothi Yindi, which is not, a, it's not a song I particularly like. I mean, <laughs> it's all right, but it's not my jam or anything. Yeah, but that was just after the first time I met old man Jumo and he decided, all right, it's you. You're the one. Sit down. I'm passing this to you and your job's to pass that everywhere now. 
Oh, and by the way, I'm going to need you to perform an act of domestic terrorism down the track, but that's not for now. Just, uh, oh, he wants me to get this, 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 there's a beacon on a rock beside a US military base and the beacon on top of the rock is blocking the spirit work that that special rock is doing. Wow. I've got to go and remove that at some stage in my life and I'm, I'm definitely going to get shot doing it. And I'm not looking forward to it. And I've just got to raise up these babies first. And it was like, I did not appreciate him putting that on me. I didn't appreciate him putting any of this shit on me. Anyway, it's here. I'm doing it now. Um, sorry, old man. I'm getting wild. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody was. Anyway, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so anyway, this song, it, it was like first time I met him. And it was my first piece of like doubting him. Not just doubting him, but, but dismissing him. And I sat there all day. He blew my mind with all of this, these symbols and images. And then he said, all right, so that song there, Yothi Indi, Timeless Land, you got to listen to that song. There's a song line in there for a place where you're going tomorrow. And I'm like, immediately, I got alarm bells because he's like, aha. And I'm thinking, I haven't told him that I'm flying down to Victoria tomorrow. He thinks I'm still going to be here in the Northern Territory. We're like this Yothi Indi, this, this uh, Yungu, um, singers that their song line that I'm going to be around that and I'll be able to find this song line in the Northern Territory and follow it. Ha <laughs> ha. He doesn't know I'm going to be on a plane tonight and I'm going to be in Victoria tomorrow and I'm going up to the snowy mountains. I'm going to ride up the top of the snowy mountains and there with the snowy river. That's where I'm going to be tomorrow. And he doesn't know that. So now I know that he's gammon and he's full of shit, you know? And so I completely dismissed him at that stage and I walked away and I barely gave it another thought till next morning. I'm right up there in the snowy mountains. And I'm there with like a senior lawman. And I said, I told him about what I'd gone through with Alma and Juma the day before. And he said, well, I'm sorry, boy, but you, um, you've gone the wrong way there. And I'm like, yeah, but it's illogical. He doesn't know where I was going to be. And he said, well, they tend to know where you're going to be. These old people, you need to, did you listen to the song? Did you do what he said? And I'm like, well, why should I? I'm like, I'm not even there. What's a Yulma song line going to have to do with me? And he said, look, just do what you're told. And so I, you know, so I do what I'm told now, ever since this bloody thing. <laughs> anyway, so I did it. I listened to the song. And right at the start, there's these lyrics. Um, and this is written by people from Northern to anyway. From the edge of the mountain, down through the valleys, down where the snowy river flows. Follow the water down to the ocean, bring back the memories. And that was like, oh. So, you know, it turns out that those Yolma people had visited the snowy mountains and they've written that. They've sat down with the old people there, got the story for that song line, and they've written that song line into their song. And how did he, and then I'm like, how did he know? I didn't tell him I was coming here. There's no way he could know I was coming to here, to this spot. God damn it all right, it's true. And so I'm like, oh my God, what are the other instructions? So old man had told me that I needed to follow the song line all the way to the sea. And then I had to remember all of the hundreds of symbols he'd shown me the day before. And I had to draw them all on the sand up above the watermark. And then when I was done, a wave would come and take that knowledge out into the ocean and distribute that. That was the instruction. And that's the lyrics of the song. Like, follow the water down to the ocean, bring back the memory. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. And anyway, I went and I did it. And 
you know, and I'm not going to do it like a big, like, oh, it happened. It's just like, yeah, of course the wave came up. No wave t- took it out. Like, you know, of course all that happened. And is this like a transcendent moment for me? No, it's just annoying. It means I'm definitely going to have to get shot by Americans one day when yes. I'm taking, taking out that beacon, you know, and I don't want to get shot by Americans. <laughs> I want to get shot by my own people if I'm yeah. going to get shot. Well, speared preferably. Which, you know, I'm, it's not impossible. No, that's I, right. Be careful what you wish for. Cheeky as I am. But I start showing a little bit more respect for these old people who are sharing truth with me. If I don't start <clears throat> trusting in this dream time rapture that's apparently going to happen, if I don't start, <laughs> I don't know, man. I start embracing this mobile phone and this Zoom meeting like it's part of creation and I don't follow those instructions, then maybe I will end up getting speared. But I'm not even close yet, bros. You know, it's, it's why I keep warning people, no, stop. Don't come to me for wisdom. I've got no answers. You know, I'm a cheeky boy with a bunch of questions and some interesting ways of looking at things. Mm. And none of them are my own. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm a bowerbird collecting a bunch of shiny shit and putting around a nest for a dory. That's it. It's, mm. oh, you know, it, it don't, don't be putting me up there. Like, I'm not a thinker. Like, people go, oh, indigenous thinker, tossing. No. Yes. Uh, indigenous scholar. Okay. The, technically, I'm a scholar. Yes. But, you know, ask any scholar, like, you know, what's Tyson's reputable? I'm not a reputable scholar. I, I don't do quality work. You know, I do weird stuff that I'm just doing as a culture jam. And, you know, so I'm not really, I'm a very low status person, you know, in, in this, this society, this, this industrial society, and I'm a low status person in my own community. And um, so, yeah, just, just that like caution for people, just have fun with this stuff. Don't get, don't be like, you know, thinking I've got any answers for you. I don't. <laughs> I don't have any answers. I'm not even doing it myself. I'm, I'm, I haven't got my shit together. I'm a mess. You've brought to mind. Well, firstly, I want to say all the same, you've made me happier than ever that I ask the question about the music. Yeah. That's a hell of a story. It's going to stay with me. And on the self-deprecation you have brought to mind the line in your book that i have actually mentioned already a bunch of times to people around not being terribly special and that actually none of us are terribly special yeah and that's liberating because we can be part of something special that's it it's a beautiful thing yeah like so you know like i i I say these things about myself and people like oh hey don't put yourself down yeah yeah you know don't have low self-esteem i'm like it's not low self-esteem i'm happy with myself you know i'm I'm intensely aware of all my defects but i'm quite accepting of those you know and i'm accepting i'm accepting of the fact that this is where i am and i refuse to let my let my thinking overtake my feeling and tell me I should be, I should be less skeptical. I come back to our touchstone as we end, Tyson, the, the story that you think about every day, the footage that mm. you saw. Um, yeah, I come back to that as a touchstone. Yeah, and how that, how that felt to think about that. 
even mm. not having seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I thank you too for your um your hybridized insights and and lenses that you've brought, <laughs> mate. It it's been of value to me and I know others. So uh good on you for yeah. <laughs> for seeing it through to so yeah. far anyway. And good luck with the next one. The mongrel insights. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, bring it. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that on Zoom we managed to connect pretty reasonably and, you know, with substance. So thanks a lot. And hopefully next time it is by fire somewhere, that'd be awesome. And maybe even out of the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, this was a practical uh, exploration of that hypothesis that this is a new campfire. Right on. I felt like me, you know. Cheers, mate. Had a bit of a laugh, had a bit of a cry. Yeah. Went for a piss. It's all good. (laughs) That was Tyson Yunkaporter, researcher, artist, and author of the award-winning book, Sand Talk, How Indigenous Thinking Can Save the World. I'm still feeling deeply moved by that one, and frankly, changed again. I wonder how you found it listening in. For more on Tyson and Sand Talk, see the links in our program details, and you can hear more of my conversation with Tyson in an extra to this episode coming soon. I gratefully received an audio message from a listener and friend early last month and it feels worth sharing here. Perhaps some of you will relate. This is Kean. I feel like the me- whatever message I left you, what's that, only a week ago, two weeks ago, may as well have been left in the 18th century for how things are changing. And uh, it's interesting to see just how they're cranking all the fear up and, you know, the- it just seems ridiculous, like, the way they do it. And it's just annoying because, of course, it jacks into people's limbic system. People get upset. And I just keep finding this consistent thing where it's like the stories you're sharing are exactly what we need to be looking at. And they're the medicine for people's hearts, minds and souls. And it's exactly what no one's talking about. I'm producing The Regeneration as an independent production made ad-free and freely available thanks to you, generous supporters and partners. Massive thanks to Damon for starting a monthly donation to the podcast. What a good man you are. Thank you. That sort of ongoing support makes it that much more possible to keep the show going. And Nelson, with thanks for a year of your generous monthly donations, I'm glad to see the Regeneration t-shirt fits you well. And Jez, thank you too for your very generous donation and message. If you too value what you hear, please consider joining those blokes by visiting the website via the show notes, regeneration.com. Thanks for your support and thanks as ever for sharing, rating and reviewing the podcast. The music you're hearing is Stones and Bones by Owls of the Swamp. My name's Anthony James. The month of August saw another new high for plays of this podcast. So more than ever, thanks for listening. <laughs>